Welcome to another edition of the Proclaim Cuba podcast, On Mission. This show invites people to share stories of how they see Cuba. That's our theme for 2023. We want to share the many complex, unique, and fascinating sides of Cuba through the eyes of those that have been there and those that live there. As our guests share their role in supporting the four pillars of ministry, evangelism, discipleship, training, and community support, we hope you will reflect on God's hand at work in the past, see his provision in the present, and visualize his transforming plan for the future. Hello, hello, I'm your host, Andrew Wishmeyer, one of the team members here at Proclaim Cuba again, and this is a very special episode because we are welcoming two of my favorite people in the world, and they just happen to be related. There's our executive director, Carlos Alamino, and our founder and senior pastor, Carlos Alamino Sr. from Cuba. So both are key to the work that God has given us to do in Cuba. So I'm excited to welcome them and talk a little about how people have been able to see Cuba this year by reviewing the past, celebrating the present, and looking to the future. So welcome, gentlemen. So glad hey. to have you today. Hey, hello, Andrew. Thank you very much for having us today. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm excited about this conversation because we have a lot to talk about. There is there is an enormous amount of work that God has given us to do, and He has given us amazing partners to do it with. So, um, so my first my first question to Pastor Alamino, as we talk about the past, present, and future, is like I'd like him to give us just a little bit of background um, about how this started uh, 32 years ago. Gracias, Andrew, y bendiciones para ti por esta oportunidad. Thank you, Andrew, and blessings to you for this opportunity. Eh, este ministerio comenzó con una visión de Dios a mi vida, la cual fue bien clara, bien definida, y que apuntaba a una meta. So this, this ministry started with a clear vision that God gave me uh, many years ago that was aiming to a goal. Y realmente escribirla bien, de una manera clara y sencilla, nos ha permitido caminar todos estos años trabajando en los mismos pasos por el mismo camino. So, and, and to have a, a written, clear vision that God gave me uh, many years ago is, is, is allowing us to walk on that calling that God uh, made. So, it's, it's a simple but we wrote it down and we have been able to walk uh, 32 years now. El Espíritu Santo nos afirmó en lo que él quería. Por eso, a través de estos años, hemos pasado momentos de crisis y de alegría. So the, the Holy Spirit uh, affirmed us uh, with this calling and throughout these 32 years, we have had a lot of moments of joy and a lot of moments uh, that have been very sad de crear un movimiento espiritual con niños, ir creciendo sin economía, trabajando duro en los campos, pero cada vez Dios nos ayudaba a avanzar más. So, um, uh, and despite the, the crisis and the lack of everything, God allowed us to create a movement with children and youth uh, back in the days that that was, uh, that's the, the fruits of what we're getting today. Así que el primer recurso que Dios dio a este ministerio en su principio fue el, el poder manifestado de él haciendo milagros. So the very first resource that God gave us for this ministry was himself seeing his power uh, manifesting himself uh, during that time. Así que ya en el 2000 el ministerio se había consolidado más 
y habíamos hecho el Centro Nacional del Ministerio en Césped. So by uh, the 2000, the, the ministry consolidated uh, a lot and we created our first uh, headquarters of the ministry in Céspedes. Así que tanto en lo ministerial como en la familia hemos sufrido pérdida, hemos estado en crisis, hemos tenido crisis relaciones, pero también hemos tenido el apoyo de Dios y la guianza de él. So during that time, we had, um, you know, we had a lot of ways to uh, celebrate God, but also we had a lot of losses uh, in our families. Uh, you, we have broken relationships, uh, but uh, God has been faithful to us. Satanás ha tratado de interrumpir este ministerio con todas las estrategias y armas que él puede hacer. Satan has been trying to um, interrupt basically this this ministry with, with all the tools that he has pero di, tener escrito la visión correcta no ha llevado por los años a trabajar en el camino correcto but to be able to have a written clear vision of what god gave us in 1991 is allowing us to walk in the right path así que tenemos 32 años de recorrido so now we have 32 years of ministry y dios ha añadido la gente correcta también and god has been adding Uh, the right people to us. God has been so good to us. Um, as as you all know from from listening to this podcast, I've I've uh, become the uh, the uh, director of development here uh, about a year and a half ago, and Carly stepped into that same uh, role as the executive director during that same time frame. And so we've been working together, and it has been phenomenal to see how God has brought those people and. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you guys, and, and I know a little bit about this because I've been working so closely with you, and we use the word crisis. We use, He used the word crisis when he was thinking about back in the 90s, which was when uh, Russia collapsed and the USSR fell apart. And so uh, that was a crisis time. They called it a special period, right? And there was no food and, and lack of everything. Do you feel like we are in that same kind of time period uh, as that a really time of crisis hoy estamos en un periodo difícil más que lo que habíamos sufrido anteriormente por series de de asuntos infracciones que han hecho o limitado la la vida social so I, i believe that today we have even a worst uh, crisis mm -hmm than what we had in the 90s because uh, because the inflation and several things that is making social life, the life, uh, the culture of Cuba to tremble. La gran diferencia que tenemos con esta crisis y la otra es que andábamos solo en la primera y ahora estamos rodeados de amigos que nos apoyan y nos pueden ayudar ver cómo el evangelio va creciendo cada día. So I see the biggest difference between the two crises is that Uh, before in the 90s, we didn't have friends that were there for us, supporting us. And now we are facing a crisis, but we have a lot of relationships and, and, and support from friends. Y a pesar de que la escasez, la, la falta de medicina o de alimento o un desencanto que provoca la emigración, el ministerio está poniendo sus pies en Cuba, amando Cuba y desarrollándola. So, and, and despite the crisis, you know, the lack of food, the lack of, uh, of medicine, the lack of uh, hope, 
uh, we are seeing a ministry with uh, solid, you know, we're standing in solid ground uh, because we are loving Cubans and we're doing everything we can for them. Así que nosotros amamos a Cuba con el paquete completo, pero estamos ahí viendo a Dios, fortaleciendo nuestra fe y haciéndonos mejor personas en cada momento. So we love Cuba as a whole package, you know, it's like a 360 love um, uh, in Cuba, but we are seeing God uh, working uh, in, in, during this time. Así que yeah. oramos por la gente, oramos por el gobierno, oramos por cómo Dios está haciendo y Dios es el Dios de Cuba. So we pray for the people, we pray for the government, and we see that God is the God of Cuba too. Yeah, and and the kingdom of God is growing, right? We are, we are seeing, Carlos, you, you have a, a great statement where you say that um, that crisis is fuel for the gospel. When everything else has been stripped away, you really, um, God has as access to your heart. And so, um, Is, is the kingdom of God growing in Cuba? El reino de los Dios, de Dios creciendo en Cuba. Sí, eh, está creciendo independientemente. Eh, no podemos nosotros evitar las cosas que están pasando en Cuba, pero sí podemos decidir la actitud que vamos a tomar ante ellas. So the kingdom of God is, is growing in Cuba. So we cannot avoid uh, uh, the reality that we have in Cuba But the kingdom of God, uh, we we can change the attitude that we have facing the crisis, right? Yeah. Y hemos decidido ganar a los cubanos para Cristo. And we have decided to work and win the Cubans for Christ. Y todos nuestros programas van en fin de que el evangelio sea predicado y hacer discípulos para la segunda venida del Señor. So, and all our programs are focused on disciples that will make disciples. And we want to prepare the path for Jesus return. Hmm. Amen to that. Amen to that. So uh uh Carlos uh let's talk about the um the network that we have that God has allowed us to build up um oh, over man. this time period and that's going to be a great basis for then us to discuss um the four pillars of ministry that we really have been put in that we put into place because we really feel like that covers all of the ministry that we're doing down there. And so we want to talk about some of the examples that we've seen. We've done 15 trips to, to Cuba this year with some incredible teams. And so, um, uh, Carlos Jr., Carly, I'm going to have you talk about our network of churches and how many churches we have and how many pastors and leaders. And then we'll talk about Pastor Alamino because he got to see all of the teams that came down there. And we'll talk about some of these examples that we're seeing uh, of the four pillars. Yeah, so so we're very excited. We we have seen a Cuba that is a, a gray soil to continue working, right? Because everything you plant is going to grow. So we we have a network of 75 churches and is growing uh, currently. And, you know, we have over 180 employees uh, in country and, you know, we support them and we support all the programs. And as you said, you know, 15 trips year to date, Um, it, it is amazing. It's, a, it's a, a, an amazing opportunity that we have to connect the, the churches, people uh, from America to do uh, to help us with the work that the church in Cuba is already doing. So we are not creating something uh, so that we can please a mission trip, right? So right. with mission trips are going down there to support the work 
that the local church is doing. And, and that's what I love. Me too. Me too. And, and, it, and it's been working beautifully. I mean, God has just uh, created some fantastic opportunities. It's been a, a year of firsts for us. So let's talk about our, our pillars. So we have four pillars, which are evangelism, discipleship, training, and community support. So let's let's take each one of those and let's just do an example of, of a, a trip that went this year. So let's just start with evangelism. Pastor Alamino, you were, you were there in Cuba. You saw these teams come down. You saw your Cuban teams and your U.S. teams working together. Um, let, let's talk about evangelism first. What was the one that, uh, that comes to mind that was uh, really, really moving for you? One of the things hermosas del evangelismo fue cuando caminamos las calles donde son barrios peligrosos y pudimos empezar a, a predicar persona a persona. So one one moment uh, it was beautiful for us is when we went uh, with the team to these neighborhoods, you know that there are uh, that there they have violence and there is a lot of things going on in these neighborhoods, but we with the team from America were able to to walk perform and do evangelism like one-on-one. -on -one. So those, those were the street performances, right? So we yes. did street performances both with the Mover Church, who's already doing those, but our U.S. team came down from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Mesquite and, and did street performances, right? Yes. Sí, sí. Esto fue interesante porque iba un grupo delante y personas cristianas avisando por cada eh, calle y nos reuníamos en un lugar y ahí estaban los teatros cristianos y la gente venía a Jesús. So it was beautiful to see the believers going before the team, telling everybody, hey, come outside. So uh, let's see this. And then the, the team, the, the team was able to perform uh, on the streets, you know, the gospel, you know, the team performed the gospel uh, for them. And then there was, a, a, you know, evangelism uh, on the streets. Right. Así We que had... es... Eso fue algo extraordinario donde muchas iglesias ahora se están plantando a través del trabajo de las calles. So it was extraordinary. In fact, so we have churches that are being uh, established now in Havana because as a result of this work. También la clínica deportiva que usamos las calles y los niños de la comunidad venían al estadio, se le ayudaba, jugábamos. Y se le hablaba de Jesús. Also the sport uh, camps, you know, we, we had a baseball clinics and we worked with the, with the children from the community. So we were able to impact the non-believers, uh, children and coaches. Uh, so they were able to come to, to our programs and, and they heard the gospel. And it, it was beautiful to see that type of outreach that was very hard to do before. Así que estamos haciendo un evangelismo más fuerte y con más energía y más deseo de que el cubano se convierta a Jesús. So we're doing a, you know, a, a evangelism that that is, is strong. Like we're we're pushing for this, and with the goal that 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 the Cubans will know about Jesus. Amen. Yeah, and and it is a beautiful thing. We've seen those those baseball clinics, and we've seen. I mean, VBS we do every single summer, and that is always a tremendous outreach into the community. We have adults coming. We do uh, classes for the uh, the women and the men while they're there. Uh, it, it's just tremendous. Everyone working together. So let's talk about discipleship for a minute. Um, that's another one of our pillars. So uh, we recently had a, a women's conference. Uh, tell us a little bit about that one. Por favor, dinos algo sobre eso. Bueno, hubo una conferencia de mujeres 
extraordinaria porque hablaron a más de 200 mujeres y las mujeres de diferentes iglesias locales se unieron para disipularla y lo más importante, convertirla en hacedoras de discípulos. So we had this uh, women conference in, in our local church and many women from other local churches came. So uh, we have over 200 women uh, that they were discipled. And basically more than just a conference is how you make these women disciple makers. Yeah. So, and, and it was beautiful to see women together uh, doing this conference. Yeah. And another example of that is, is your sister is um, head of what's known as the Beas, uh, which is a, a ministry to young women. Uh, tell us a little bit about that one too. Oh, Bella comenzó por la necesidad de que las muchachas cubanas querían ser prostitutas para poder ganar dinero. Y, y esa era la motivación que ellos tenían. So, Bellas was a ministry that started uh, when uh, my sister realized that some, some of, of the girls that she knew, they had the desire to become a prostitute just mm. as a way to make a living. Mm. So, and then she started working with uh, the young girls um, I believe it's like eight years ago now. También muchas muchachas habían ido de la iglesia porque no tenían esperanza y habían perdido su identidad. And and some of the girls they lost identity, they left church, mm -hmm. and uh, you know they didn't have any identity. Entonces Lía cogió y empezó a reunir pequeños grupos por todo el país y le empezó a disipular y a enseñarle que ellas eran bellas para Dios. Cómo pensaba Dios de ella y que supieran que ese era el valor mayor. So and then Leah started uh, 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 small groups with young girls uh, across the nation, uh, teaching them how beautiful they are. That's the meaning of bellas. You know the translation. Mm. Uh, bellas is beautiful ones. Uh, how beautiful they are for the Lord, so that the identity is based uh, in Christ. Y están haciendo un discipulado, un evangelismo y discipulado. Grande. Hoy en la actualidad, cientos de muchachas están dando su corazón a Jesús y recobrando su identidad para servir a Dios. So, hundreds of girls today are uh, finding identity in Christ. And they, it's, it's also evangelism and discipleship at the same time sure. because they are reaching out to those girls and they uh, disciple them. Yeah, many times these pillars overlap each other, and we'll see all of that uh, within one particular ministry. They're, they're incorporating all of these different things. So let's move on to training, because training is is really critical to uh, someone who has come to know the Lord, and they want to um, uh, expand their knowledge and their wisdom. Um, and so training ranges anywhere from the kids and we can talk about the Saturday schools or the youth programs or the Bible studies or even our seminary. So, um, Pastor Alamina, which one of those uh, do you feel like is is having the greatest impact right now? And maybe it's all of them. El seminario está teniendo un impacto nacional muy fuerte. So, I believe our seminary is having a nationwide impact. Porque está entrenando no solo para un pastor, sino capacitando el liderazgo de las iglesias locales. So our, our seminary is not just training the, the senior pastor. So we are training the leadership uh, within the church. Y aún eh, ellos ya llevan más de 10,000 graduados y más de 2,000 estudiantes ahora mismo. So currently we have 
a little bit over 2,000 students enrolled in our programs. And in, in, in the lifetime, we have graduated over 10,000 uh, students. Y se están empoderando 22 grupos denominacionales. And we are empowering uh, 22 different uh, denominations groups. Y también ahora en octubre va a haber un entrenamiento para pastores. Unos 500 pastores se van a unir para darle entrenamiento. So on this October is coming up. Uh, we're going to have a, a training and conference for uh, 500 pastors. También Iniciativa Timoteo, que es eh, un programa, que es un movimiento de plantadores de iglesias. So we're also working with Timothy Initiative. It's, it's an initiative that helps us to train uh, leaders to plant churches. Así que estamos eh, entrenando para plantar más de 700 iglesias en los próximos años. So we are, we, our plan is to have 700 house churches started uh, within three years. Wow. Y, y cuando va otro grupo, ha habido foros teológicos, ha, han ido personas a ayudarnos en el entrenamiento para capacitar a los líderes cubanos para poder tener más filo para el trabajo. So we also, we also had teams going down there and we have teachers coming and they are training specific topics so that our tools are sharpened, you know, like that we can cut better when we are teaching, when we are um, uh, sharing the gospel with others. Amen, amen to that. So, uh, which leads us to our final pillar, which has really been um, a wonderful way to love the communities in Cuba. And that's our community support uh, pillar, because there's always so much to do there as far as meeting physical needs. And we know that we can't meet people's spiritual needs until we meet their physical needs. And so our community support uh, pillar has been really, really key. It's been fantastic to see the teams that we've been able to bring down and how they've just been working together to be able to minister to their community. So talk about community support and maybe one of your favorite projects that's happened this year. El proyecto médico misionero que está siendo tan útil en la comunidad. Yeah, the, the missionary medical uh, project has been huge uh, for us in the community. Este programa está llevándonos al pueblo, a, a la gente necesitada. Y digamos, en seis meses hemos tenido más de 200, de 2,500 pacientes. So this, this project is allowing us to get to the people in the community. So in six months, we have been serving over 2,500 people. Así que ese es un proyecto hermoso que está corriendo en más de cinco provincias ya, estabilizando la farmacia. So this is a beautiful project and it's working in five different regions and provinces in Cuba. It's like states. Y, y va creciendo más y más y estamos mandando médicos cubanos a misiones, a comunidades necesitadas para llevar la salud, pero también el evangelio. So we're we're sending Cuban doctors to communities in needs to to help uh, with the health issues, but also to share the gospel with the people. Pero el, la, en Cuba tuvo 13 días lloviendo continuamente. So we also had a, a crisis this year. It was a 13 days of continued rain. Mm. Y esto inundó las ciudades. So we had flooding. 
uh, in all over the places. La, el agua llegó a la segunda planta de las casas de arriba. So we had water getting to the second story uh, of houses in Cuba. Así que pudimos llevar fondos y ayudar comprar colchones, ayudar con alimento y facilitarle la vida a esa gente necesitada. So uh, praise God we were able to uh, have the funds to to buy mattresses for uh, many of these families. We provided food uh, to many of them and you know uh, it was an opportunity um, to to help in the midst of this crisis. Así que ese trabajo con la comunidad ha sido algo extraordinario porque no solo le dice cree en Jesús sino también le le ayuda a suplir su necesidad. So it is extraordinary because we are not just going and say hey you need to uh, accept Christ or believe in Christ is like here we are to help you in your need we're meeting your immediate need and also we're doing this because Christ is in us. Es como Jesús cuando tenía cinco mil personas y le dijo a sus discípulos Yo les he enseñado la palabra, denle ustedes de comer. It's like Jesus, he said, I have been teaching these 5,000 people the word, now you feed them. Así que se está llevando a la comunidad cubana, se está llevando el pan, pero también se está llevando el evangelio de Jesús. So we are, we're, we're taking to the Cuban community, uh, you know, the bread, but also we're taking Christ to them. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, we celebrate the 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 present right now and how all of those different pillars have been just built up this year we're we're seeing those uh those pillars be able to build up our the body of Christ in in Cuba and so now we're we're looking to the future how can how can we build even further we have 20 amazing church partners and god keeps bringing us new people it's it's phenomenal here in the U.S. We have these 20 church partners, and we've gone on 15 trips, as we were talking about. And we in, want to invite other people to join us to be a part of what God is doing in Cuba, because this isn't us. I, we haven't even looked for some of these partners, and they've come to us. God has has brought them to us, and uh, we just have been so thankful that they've been able to do that. So, but we as as a a ministry are now looking to the future right and so what does that look like we had a, a, our fundraising event and silent auctions recently in september we had over 375 people um and we were able to raise over two hundred sixteen thousand dollars. i mean just just really phenomenal uh for us we're a small ministry and and so these these types of things have just been incredible for god to do and so we have to be responsible in terms of looking to the future and so what those future plans look like, we feel like God has really shown us what that means. So I'm going to give uh, Carlos, our executive director, the opportunity to talk about what the future means and how we we think we're going to get there. Yeah, so the future is very exciting for us. So I always say that uh, this is the greatest moment in my life history. Uh, to do uh, things uh, for, for Cuba, for the churches. And, um, you know, our team is, is ready. Uh, we have a 10 years plan. We want to establish headquarters, training centers in every state, every province uh, of the island. And we cannot do any of that without the partnership of people that are listening today. Uh, the, the, our, the churches that are connected to us, the donors that are giving faithfully. So I believe the future for our organization is, is that partnership, you know, that association 
of people come emerging with us so that we can be the hand and the feet of Christ in uh, on earth. So that, that's how I see it. And of course, we can develop that even further with uh, so many programs that we're doing in Cuba right now. It's true. And uh, and all of those programs are, are growing. As we said, the body of Christ is growing down there. So, you know, many times uh, people will ask us, uh, of course, you know, how, how can we help? And so uh, we certainly want to give you the opportunity to be able to uh, to partner with us in many ways. It's, it's not just financial, but we have other ways that you can partner with us. So uh, let's talk about those things. So, Carlos, yeah, so what do you think the first one should be? So, so, so the first one is, is, you know, um, it's not a cliche. It's, is you know, prayer. We cannot, we cannot do this without God's support. Yeah. So I, I believe that we have been alive for 32 years because the prayers of the people in the past and in the present. Yeah. Right. So I, many, many, many times I get phone calls from elders, from my grandparents, and they're saying, hey, we are praying for you. We are praying for what God is doing. So uh, we're covering you uh, in our prayers. So pray for us. So we we have a full-time ministry in Cuba that, it, that the only thing they do is they pray. So they have prayer requests from all over the places. We have a map of Cuba uh, and a map of the world. So we laid hands over these different areas. We pray. So uh, the number one thing that we need is uh, your support in prayers. So we know that the Lord is with us, but we have an enemy that uh, that he wants to destroy all the work that has been done. So pray for us. Pray for safety uh, for everybody that is traveling to Cuba, but also pray uh, for safety and strength for all the leadership that is uh, that is in Cuba right now. Absolutely. You know, another one that um, always comes to mind is a Adopt Our Pastors program. We put a program into place where we do have monthly support for all of our pastors. We mentioned we have over 180 pastors and leaders that we support every single month. And so we say Adopt Our Pastors because we have, we have so many. You're not going to be donating to a specific pastor, but we want to make sure that we're equitable for everybody. So, so we have a pool of money that we have every month that we distribute out to all, all of our pastors. And so um, that's a separate webpage on our, on our uh, page under um, the give section. It's a adopt our pastors. So if you want to look there, uh, you can certainly find that. And by the way, our, our website is proclaimcuba.org. Uh, you can find out all kinds of things about who we are and ways to give. Uh, all you can find out things about our ministries and our different pillars that we have. Um, so uh, one of the other things that um, that is is fairly new are these Saturday Bible schools. So, Carly, you want to talk about that? That's another way that you could help. Um, yes, yes, de definitely. The after school program is great. And, you know, uh, just going a little bit uh, back, Andrew, to what you mentioned before, mm -hmm. ways that you can also partner with us is coming to Cuba after COVID. Oh, yes. After COVID, uh, the country was in a lockdown for two full years. Mm -hmm. So we have been traveling to Cuba only for the last year and a half. So, and we have seen the impact of every mission trip in Cuba. So we are inviting you to come visit Cuba with us, join some of the programs that are happening in Cuba. And, you know, we would love to have you there. So I believe uh, that that is a great encouragement for our team in Cuba, but also you are going to be so blessed to see a different shape of God 
that you normally don't see um, here where we are, you know. So going to Cuba is amazing. We love to take teams down there. And I believe we have 20 trips for the uh, for the year in total. Yeah. So and that's pretty amazing. But going to your uh, to your point of the after school programs, uh, you know, education in Cuba has been kind of the highlight of the country. So sadly, with immigration, a lot of professionals are, are leaving. So and that is uh, uh, it's lacking. A good education is in Cuba is lacking. So we have created, developed an after school program that happened every Saturday. We started in Havana. In Havana, this is the first year of this program. We take the kids from the communities. We feed them. We also have a Bible study. And then we hire the, the, the professors uh, from the school so that they can reinforce what they have learned uh, during the week. I mean, this is math, biology, uh, Spanish. Uh, right now, we are taking care of kids from first grade through fourth grade. And we have one church that is going to fifth grade. And, and this is a program that we love. I believe this is going to explode in the entire nation. We would love for every church uh, to have a program uh, like this. You know, we have seen churches in Havana that they are now expanding, trying to build something like a space because they, they are running out of rooms. So this is an amazing program and is impacting the community at a very high level. Yeah, it's been phenomenal to see the impact of, of just adding that day. It's it's a fun time for the kids and it really reinforces their schooling. Uh, so uh, well, that'd be a great thing that, that people can give to. And then Pastor Alamino, he mentioned uh, disaster relief. That is um, an ongoing uh, issue, especially those recent floods. Those are things that you're not going to hear about in the news, but we, we continue to reach out into those communities well after the crisis of the moment is gone, but we recognize the, Christ, the ongoing crisis that many of those disasters can create from a hurricane to this flooding, um, but we want to be there for those communities. So we've actually built up a benevolence fund uh, to be able to uh, help those communities when those times come, and also just even when they're trying to just recover on a long-term basis. So um, so all of those things uh, are available to people if they want to help. Uh, we have many events locally. We have a golf tournament that happens every June. We have our annual fundraising event that happens uh, every September. So all of those things, again, are on our website at proclaimcuba.org. And uh, we'd love to have you be a part of what we're doing. Uh, we invite you to that. Um, gentlemen. Thank you for being here, Pastor Alamino. Um, we love you. We thank you for just your faithfulness in serving. And uh, I'll give you the opportunity to, to have a final word to people. Bueno, quiero decirle que lo que ustedes hacen, el apoyo, la, asociarse a nosotros, está haciendo que en Cuba se crea un movimiento de avivamiento por las vidas. So let me tell you that all, all the effort, the support that you guys are giving us is creating in Cuba a revival, a movement towards uh, the, the, the Cubans. Gracias por permitirnos desarrollar esta visión de Dios en Cuba y que podamos ir a las naciones también. Uh, thank you for allowing us to give us the opportunity to develop uh, all this vision in Cuba and, and soon we're going to start going to the nations as well. Pero quiero darle gracias en nombre de todos los cubanos por lo que ustedes hacen a través de Proclaim Cuba. So, but I want to give you uh, thanks on behalf of my Cubans for uh, for everything that you're doing through Proclaim Cuba.
Amen. Amen. Let me just pray for us, Pastor Carlos, and just this next year and the future of, of what's going to happen. Let's just give praise and thanks to the Lord. Um, Father God, I just ask your special blessing upon Pastor Alamino as he returns back to Cuba now after being here for a month and a half. We thank you for just his presence, Father, for the the um, incredible godly man that you have created to serve uh, the body of Christ in Cuba and beyond, Father. Uh, we ask for your blessing upon them. Protect them, Father. Uh, provide for them in supernatural ways like you already have, Father. We know that you are at work with a revival that is happening in Cuba. We thank you that we're able to be a part of it, Father. Thank you for connecting us to the people that you need to connect to us, Father, for bringing those people to us uh, so that we might continue the work that you have given us to do, Father. You will bring the people to accomplish what you want to accomplish, Father. Uh, thank you for working through us. Thank you for being steadfast and the rock in our life, Father. Uh, thank you for uh, creating... Um, an environment in which perseverance produces your character, Father, produces character, and that character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint because you have poured out your Holy Spirit into our hearts, Father. We thank you for that verse from Romans 5, and we hold it dear to our hearts, Father. Um, I ask your continued blessing upon the, the work that we're doing. May we always be found worthy, Father, for the work that you have given us to do. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thank Andrew. You guys. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. All right. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time on the podcast. Yes. Yeah, see you next time. Bye, guys. Uh, Thank you for joining us on Mission today. If you would like to know more about Proclaim Cuba or hear other stories like this, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and follow us on social media at Proclaim Cuba.